Then one of the experts in the law tested him with this question. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus responded, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second one is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. In another chapter of the Bible, Jesus was teaching the disciples. He said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles and did many great works? Then I would tell them plainly, I never knew you. Get away from me, you evildoer, you who practice lawlessness. Again, in another chapter, a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied. There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? He inquired. Jesus responded to him. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbors as yourself. All these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered him, If you want to be perfect, go, sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. The will of the Father. The will of the Father. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father. What is the will of the Father? Have you ever asked yourself that question, folks? Have you ever thought about it? What is the will of the Father? In several verses in the scripture, we find what the will of the Father is. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3, it is clear that sanctification is the will of the Father for mankind. Holiness. I quote, It is God's will that you should be sanctified and that you should avoid sexual immorality. Now, sanctification, what does that mean? 
before we go into what sanctification means. The will of the Father is summed up in the commandments of the Father. You see, the will of a man is what the man desires. It's what the man wants. So, basically, your will is what you want. Jesus taught the disciples how to pray. He said, do not ask for what you will eat or what you will drink or what you will put on. Why do you worry about these things? He said, he said this is what the Gentiles seek after. He said, your heavenly father knows that you need these things. In the book of Matthew chapter 6, he says, when you pray, pray like this. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And do not lead us to temptation. Now, Jesus further said that if you don't forgive men their sins, your heavenly father will also not forgive you your sins. Now, when he said, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. What is that will of the father? First of all, we understood from Thessalonians that the will of the Father is sanctification. It's for everybody to be sanctified. It says in another portion of the scripture, it is not God's will that anybody should perish, but that all men should come to repentance. Hmm, repentance. That's another will of the Father. Repentance. What is repentance? Matter of fact, when Jesus began his ministry, the first word he said was, repent. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. So, if that is the first statement that came out of his mouth, it therefore means that this is his will. He wants men to repent. What is repentance? All these words are closely knit together because a person who is not repentant cannot be sanctified. In the first case, sanctification occurs in the mind, which is where the heart or the will of a man is. Okay, so without repentance, you cannot even change your mind. So repentance is basically changing the way you think. That is the meaning of repentance. It means to change the way you think. You were raised to think a certain way, change that mindset. That is why when the uh, young man came to Jesus to ask him, what must I do to enter life? To enter life? And Jesus told him, you have to keep the commandments. Love the Lord, love your neighbors. Do, uh, uh, do not steal, do not kill. He said, I've, I've kept all of this from my youth. And God said to him, Jesus said, you lack one more thing in order for you to be perfect go and sell what you have and give to the poor the bible says the man went away sad so then the man's mindset was wrong he needs repentance because according to him he is supposed to enter life because he kept all the commandments but according to jesus no 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 you don't enter life just because you kept the commandments you show love to your neighbor to the poor and you are not only saved by your being able to keep the commandments. You are saved by grace, by mercy, right? That is why you have to show love. Because remember, Jesus said, if you do not forgive men their trespasses, their sins, your heavenly father will also not forgive you. Scripture says all have sinned. So we have sinned at the time in our past. So it is by forgiveness that we obtain mercy. Jesus said, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. It's like a give and take. Also, in another scripture, Jesus said, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give to your bosom. For with what measure you meet shall also be uh, meet unto you. So, it is like, if you want to be blessed, you have to bless others. 
If you want mercy, you have to show mercy. If you want forgiveness, you have to forgive. You must love your neighbor now and show love even to your enemies, Jesus said. So this is the will of the Father. The will of the Father is for you to repent, change the way you used to think, become sanctified. Sanctification is basically holiness. You are sanctified by the word of God. The word of God, the Bible says, sanctify them by thy truth, thy word is truth. And Jesus said, if my words abide in you, you will bear fruit. And I'm going to tie all of this together because they're all connected. Now, if you go to the book of Matthew chapter chapter 7, right? Chapter 7. He said, Jesus said, he said, watch out for false prophets. Remember, we're talking about the will of the Father. The will of the Father is tied in all these Bible verses. When you put them all together, you, you see the connection now. He said, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves or ferocious wolves. He said, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? How many of you know what a thorn bush is? A thorn bush is full of thorns. It doesn't bear fruit. It doesn't bear grapefruit, okay? Jesus was being symbolic and picturistic here, trying to paint for you a picture difference between a grape and a thorn bush a fig and thistles so you cannot go to a thorn bush and expect to get grapes that's what jesus was saying neither, neither can you go to thistle expect to get and expecting to get uh, figs okay he said by their fruit you will recognize them do people gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles he said likewise every good tree bears good fruit but a bad tree bears bad fruit a good tree cannot be a bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot be a good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Jesus said, Every tree that doesn't bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. Understand this, folks. The fruit analogy here is symbolic. Remember, the scripture says, the fruit of the spirit is, and he went on to list the fruit of the spirit, beginning with love. Okay. Now, Jesus said, every tree that doesn't be a good fruit is hewn down and thrown in the fire. The will of the Father is that you should what? Bear fruit. And bear what kind of fruit? Good fruit. This is another way to understand the will of the Father is that you should bear what? Fruit. And fruit being a symbol for you to understand. That's why he said, every tree that doesn't be a good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. This is symbolic. Holiness is only, the Bible says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see God. The Bible also said in the book of Matthew chapter 5, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Now, it's clear, in order for you to be pure in heart, because your heart is your mind. Scripture says in the book of Proverbs chapter 23, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So your heart is where you think, is where you, is your subconscious mind, where you ruminate and consider and meditate on things. It's the way you think in your heart, that's how you become. So, he said a good tree cannot be a bad fruit. So, in order for you to be a good fruit, you have to sanctify yourself. You have to become sanctified. And for you to be sanctified, you need the word of God. The word of God needs to be inside of you because the word of god is the one that cleans you he says sanctify them by thy by thy truth that word is truth so your sanctification which is the will of god is basically a process of cleaning your mind 
which is also repentance because you cannot clean your mind without repenting which is changing how you think so cleaning your mind constantly with the word of god this process is called sanctification this is will of the father and that also means that there are certain ways you used to think before you have to change them now because uh you cannot hate your enemy and expect to be sanctified it's not going to work you're still full of old ideas and thoughts and you know mindset that's why romans chapter 12 says and be ye not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind you see how do you renew your mind by the word of god by ingesting and digesting the word of god that is why god said to joshua in the book of joshua chapter 1 verse 8 he said this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein you see the word of god needs to dwell richly in you colossians chapter 3 verse 16 let the word of christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to god do you see the will of god is that what you should be sanctified sanctification is a process of cleaning your mind getting rid of all the way you used to think the old ways you used to think i was listening to i rather i was watching um this movie the matrix yesterday it wasn't the entire movie it was a a scene where uh, Neo goes to um, Morpheus to learn the truth and Morpheus tells him uh, I know you feel it that you were born into the matrix and the matrix is a false world that has been pulled over your eyes and you feel that something is not right you were born into slavery and every person was born into this mind slavery a slavery of the mind where you don't even know what is true you were born matter of fact the moment you were born the moment you were born you began to learn lies you see the world is full of lies so every person has been polluted right from their birth the psalmist says in sin did my mother conceive me so the moment you were born without your knowing you are already being told lies and trained in areas in things that are not even true so when you become older you're already a bag of lies so your mind is already polluted you already been trained to think in a certain way so this is why it is necessary for every person to change the way they think and how do you know what is truth the scripture says sanctify them by thy truth thy word is truth jesus said i am the way the truth and the life no man coming to the father except through me so therefore every person needs to change their mind by ingesting digesting the word of god meditating on the word of god this is why when Jesus came, he started preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And he took them up to the mount, uh, when he went to the mountain of olives, he taught them. He said, look, the way you used to think is old way of thinking. That's why he said, you have been heard that it has been said of old, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. He said, but I say unto you, love your enemies. Love your enemies and what? Pray for those that despitefully use you. So he's basically changing their mindset, changing the way they used to think. He said, look repent change your mind the kingdom of god is here the kingdom of god is not about what you think it's not the way you think now matter of fact the kingdom of god is within you matter of fact the kingdom of god starts from the way you think he said blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy they never heard this before the bible says they were astonished at his teaching because he taught as one that had authority and not like the religious scribes and pharisees matter of fact jesus said 
unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will by no means enter into the kingdom of heaven. He said, you have to change the way you think, man. He said, look, only the merciful will receive mercy. He said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. He said, blessed are those who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Matter of fact, Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If you don't seek it, you will not find it. He said, seek and you shall find. You know what it means to seek something? <laughs> You're not going to just sit back and expect the kingdom of God to come to you. No, 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 no. He said, ever since the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violence and violence taken it by what? By force. You have to seek for it. Oh. You have to desire it. God doesn't want to just give you something you don't want or you don't seek or you don't desire. You have to seek it. In order for you to enter the kingdom of God, you have to change your mind the way you used to think. Your old mindset have to go away. You see, before you have been told that eye for eye, tooth for tooth, somebody do me something, I'm going to do him back. No, 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 no. The scripture says, no, 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 no. Do not pay evil for evil. He said, forgive. He said, love your enemies. He said, give to the poor. He said, help the needy. He said, anyone that asks you, do not turn away. If you have, don't tell them to come back tomorrow. Give them right away. <laughs> he said, if anybody want to sue you for your coat, let them have your cloak as well. He said, if somebody bid you to go within one mile, go within two miles. Whew. This is a different kind of teaching, folks. This type of teaching you were never taught in your, in your churches. You were never taught in your, in your synagogues. Why? Because they don't want you to know the truth. The kingdom of God is not something you observe with your eyes. It's within you. It starts with your mind. Jesus said, change your mind. The kingdom of God is here. Change the way you used to think. Do not hold on to things. Maliciousness. Enmity, hatred, variance, jealousy, strife, all of those got to go. Manipat, he said, do not think that I came to destroy the law and the prophets. I didn't come to destroy them all. I came to enforce them. See, for the longest, I never understood what that meant. I used to think, oh no, we are no longer under the law. You are not under the law because you are not saved by the works of the law. But you have been saved to keep the law. What is grace? The Bible says the grace of God has appeared unto all men, teaching us that we should deny ungodliness and worldly lust. It, the, the grace of God teaches you to deny ungodliness. What is godliness then? Godliness is the mind of God. Matter of fact, God gave you his mind on two pillars of stone, the Ten Commandments. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. You shall not use the name in vain. You shall have no other gods before him. You shall not steal, you shall not kill, you shall not commit murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not commit fornication, you shall, you shall not uh, covet your neighbor's property. You shall not bear false witness. There are so many, com the commandments of God are the mind of God, the will of God for mankind. Jesus said, don't think that I came to destroy them all. No, 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 I came to enforce, I came to fulfill them. Look up the meaning of the word fulfill. It means to bring it to the full, to explain. He came to, Jesus came to explain the commandments to you. That is why I said, You've been heard that it has been told of old you shall do this eye for eye, the law of Moses. You say, no, 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 all of that is, no, 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 I came here to set the record straight. You see, but I tell you, man, if I Jesus came to correct the way we think about prayer, he said, this is how you must pray. He said, when you pray, don't go to the synagogues and pray for people to see you that you're praying. He said, when you fast, do not disfigure your face like the Pharisees, they do. So that they will be seen by men. No, no, no. He said, your fasting should be between you and your father. Anoint your head. 
so you will not appear to men to fast. Jesus came to set the record straight on how we live, how we pray, how we relate with our Father. He said, men ought always to pray and not to faint. He said, look, all those old mindsets got to go. He says, this is the way you should, you want to enter into life? This is what you should do. Be sanctified, be holy. Follow peace with all men. And holiness, without which no man shall see God. That's why I say, blessed are the peacemakers, for they're the children of God. If you want to be known as a child of God, it's not by claiming, I am a child of God, or I'm born again. It is by your fruits. Jesus said, it is by their fruits you know them. The children of God are known by their fruits, not by their words. <laughs> as many as received him, to them gave he the power. He didn't say, to them became the son of God. He said, they, they were given the power to become the son of God. The, the power, the Holy Spirit is the power that you receive. The scripture says we have not received the bondage to fear but the spirit of adoption whereby we cry about father god has not given us the spirit of fear but of power of love and of a sound mind aha uh-huh. the spirit of power is the holy spirit is a sound mind it's the power for you to become the sons of god as many as received them to them gave you the power to become so you have the power to become the son of god how do you now become a son of god is by obeying the commandments of God by keeping the mind the, the by doing the will of the Father. It's not all who say I'm a child of God, I'm a child of God that enter into the kingdom. No, it's the one that does that does the will of the Father. And what is the will of the Father? Sanctification, holiness, righteousness, peace, love, forgiveness, uh, a peacemaking. That's why I said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they are the children of God. These are the fruits that show that you are the child of God. Now, when we go into the fruit of the Spirit, uh, the fruit of the Spirit is still relating with all I'm telling you now. If That's why Jesus said the law and the prophet is summarized in these two commandments. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> because if you genuinely love your neighbor and you love God, you, you will seek peace. You will forgive them. You will, you will keep the commandments. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. How do we know that you love God? See, how, how, how am I supposed to know that? See, anybody can say I love God. The love is proven in the ability to keep the laws of God, the commandment of God. God said, this is what I want. This is my will. My will is for you to forgive. My will is for you to love. My will is for you to live in peace. My will is for you to be holy. If you're not doing those things, then you don't love God. Look at what Jesus said in the book of John chapter 15. He said, abide in me and I in you. As the branch, once again, he's using the analogy of uh, branch, fruit, and trees. He said, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Who is Jesus? He said we should abide. Okay, we are the branch and he's the vine. How do we abide in him? Well, he told you who he was. He said, I am the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God, and the Word became uh, flesh and dwelt amongst us. So Jesus, the vine is the Word of God. The vine is the Word of God. The vine is the Word of God. So how do you abide in the vine? Is to abide in the Word of God. Don't you get it yet? Let this Word dwell richly in you. So that's why he said, unless you abide in me, you will not bear fruit. Which fruit is he talking about? The fruit of the Spirit, the holiness, the righteousness, the forgiveness, the you know all those things that the will of the Father is. He said, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. 
for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Just the same with what he said about uh, the good tree bearing good fruit and the bad tree bearing bad fruit. And every tree that doesn't bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. The same analogy here. Verse 7 it says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you by my Father. He said, By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples so this is the will of the father is for you to be a fruit be a what kind of fruit well bear the fruit of the spirit the fruit of the spirit are the characteristics patience love long suffering what does it mean to be long suffering to be long suffering to suffer somebody means to allow the person it's a suffer means to allow me so when you're long suffering means you bear with the person for long you don't give up on that person easily you know, if somebody is maybe offending you, you know, you don't just write the person off. You allow the person time. That's how the Bible says God is long-suffering. He's long-suffering. He's, his will is not that you should perish. He, he gives you time. So, okay, you know what? I'm going I'm to I'm keep staying. I'm going to keep giving you another opportunity, you know, to repent, to change your mind. You know what I'm saying? So, we are to be like our Father in heaven. Say, be ye therefore perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. God's will is for us to be like Him because this is why... This is how we were created in the beginning. We were created like him. What do you think it means to be created in the image and likeness of God? It means to be like God. His character, his nature. The Bible says that he causes the rain to fall on both the good and the bad, the just and the unjust. He doesn't, he's not, it's not uh, uh, selfish. God is not selfish. God is not um, partial. No, he, he, he gives easily. So that is why he said we should be like him. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let him have dominion. So you were made in the image and likeness of God. The, the word image means the very nature and character. The essence of the way God is by his character. God is spirit. He, he lives in the spirit realm in heaven. He wanted to create, he wanted to create uh children that would portray his his nature in the physical world so that is why you were sent here on earth to show the nature of god the glory of god the glory of god is his very nature the bible says jesus is what the express image of the father he was full of grace and truth jesus is the exact example of how the father is and we are to be like him how can you be like him if you don't have the word in you you see, the word of God is the mind of God, is the thoughts of God, the thoughts of God. That's why I say in the beginning was the word. Matter of fact, if you read that book, John chapter 1, the word there that says word, it means it was translated from the word logos, which means the expressed thought. In the beginning was the expressed thought, and the thought of God was with God and was God. And the expressed thought formed the world, made the world, created everything. So the words of God are the mind of God, is the will of God. So you want to know what the will of God is? Read the book that God wrote. Read his book. Look at the words he said. I always read that. Matthew chapter 5, 6, 7. Those are the mind of God. You see, he was passionate when he was teaching these uh, um, commandments. Jesus was passionate. That's why the Bible says the people were astonished at his teaching and doctrine. They say, 
We've never seen somebody teach with such authority because that is the, the mind of God. That is his will. That's why he was so passionate about it. He said, no, 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 no. You've heard before that this is how you should do things. Now I tell you, change your mind. Change your mind. Do not fill your mind with worthless things, things that will corrupt you. Now this is the problem that many people have. They fill their mind with many doctrines. I'm going to tell you now. Whatever you listen to eventually becomes you. Out of the abundance of the heart, the man speak it. And how do you put things in your heart? It's what you listen to. That's why Jesus said, take heed what you hear. Meaning if you hear doctrines through music, you don't even know. You listen to certain music over and over and over again. They are putting their doctrines inside of you. You're not, you don't ingest the word of God as much as you ingest music. And music is what most people, they listen to constantly all the time. It's this doctrine going directly into your spirit. If you're listening to a song that said payback, payback, eye for an eye, shoot him back, fight him back. You know, we're we, we not settling this problem. We're going to get back at you. We're going we're gonna, to, I'm going to get back at you. I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to this, I'm going to that. When you keep listening to those kind of songs, folks, you are putting those commandments in your mind. They go into your subconscious. You do not even know. That is why your behavior becomes the way it is. That's why it's hard for you to forgive. That's why it's hard for you to obey the commandment of God because of the kind of music you've been putting in your mind. Don't forget, folks, Lucifer was in charge of the music and culture in heaven. He's still using the people of the world today to spread his gospel. Many of you, it's the movies and the shows that you watch. These shows that you watch are putting doctrines into your mind and you don't even know it. Many of you allow your children to listen to and to watch certain TV shows that are corrupting their mind. You don't even know it. Halloween, Halloween season. You see a lot of so-called children of God participating in Halloween. Don't even know the meaning of Halloween. But they see the pictures. They see the movies and the animations about Halloween. It's about demons and ghosts and spirits and goblins and, and dead people and dead spirits that the Bible says don't associate yourself with. God said, do not associate yourself with media. Anybody that associates yourself with the media should be murdered. That is the Old, the Old Testament. God said, do not. He said, do not worship any other gods. Stay away from idolatry. Many people idolize their favorite artists, their music artists. They idolize these people. They idolize these TV shows. Many people are falling in love with all these TV shows. Lucifer, oh, they love the show so much. Why do you love the show so much? Because they make it so presentable. Just the same way the uh, serpent presented the fruit. So desirable. And you eat it and you enjoy it. And you enjoy these shows and you watch them over and over again. I'm not saying that it's bad to watch the show one time for some specific reason. But when you enjoy these things, that is being worldly, folks. Because these, these things, it's not that you're sinning by watching those things. No, no, no. The problem is those things are depositing into your mind doctrines, ideas, thoughts that are not godly. Eventually, they will, they will turn you around. Eventually, you will become like what you see. What you see is what you become. What you listen to is what you become. What you store in your heart is what you become. So the more you listen to these things, the more you will become like these things. The more you will react in that way. How do you think your, your ideas come from? Where do you think your ideas come from? They come from what you put in your eyes, what you put in your ears, what you see, what you feel, what you hear. That is why Jesus says, be careful what you hear. Be very careful what you hear because 
out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And how do you deposit stuff into your, your mind, your heart? It's through what you hear. It's through what you see. This is why the solution to the problem of, um, for example, pornography, right? Some people that are so hooked on pornography, they cannot do without watching it. You know why? This is years and years of constant mind programming and blinding and bombarding with images of, you know, sexual content that has polluted their minds. The only way to get rid of that problem is to completely wipe out all those information by putting in the word of God constantly into your mind. You got to stop watching those things. You got to stop watching things that are sexual. That is why Jesus says, uh, he says, if your right eye will cause you to sin, pluck it out. Stop looking at these things. What is the will of God in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4? He said that you should be sanctified and that you should avoid sexual immorality. He says, flee youthful lust and every appearance of sin. Everything that looks like is going to be polluting your mind, keep your face away from it. This is the will of the Father, folks. This is the will of the Father. It is something you have to practice. <laughs> it is something, the Bible says, mortify therefore your members or on the earth. Mortify the deeds of the flesh. Mortify. You see, flee fornication and youthful lust. It is a prayer. Prayer doesn't chase this and say, well, you have to flee from it. You have to consecrate yourself. You have to deny yourself. You have to deny yourself from these things. They look pleasurable and they are satisfying and they're sweet to your flesh. But run away from them. I tell you. I tell you. Jesus said, Whosoever therefore shall practice these commandments and teach men so, they say, he said, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. I will like, I will tell you who is like the person that listened to these words of mine. He said they are like a house that was built and the foundation was upon a rock. He said the wind came, the storm came and beat on the house. He said, but the house did not fall. He said, but whosoever did not listen to these words and practice this, my teachings and commandments, he said they are like the house that was built upon the faulty foundation and when the winds came and the storm came and beat on the house he said the house collapsed and very great was the collapse of that house who then is a good man of the house whom the father has appointed that has, that teaches that brings meat to the servant of the house in due time he says let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father which is in heaven he said Whosoever practice these commandments, it's something you practice. So, something you practice, you don't just become good at it the first time. No, no, you practice it over and over again. And remind, remember, God will test you if you're, if you're. Uh, remember, every every exam, every exam, every test has an exam, right? Every practice has an exam to know if you've qualified, you've graduated to the next level. The same way, God will test you to know. God will test your love. God will test your, your forgiveness. God will test all those things you claim. Oh, I love God. I love God. I love it. God will test you. Go allow the enemy to bring situations around you to test whether you have patience, to test whether you have forgiveness, to test whether you truly love him. Oh, yes, you, you'll be tested, my, my brother. The Bible says God ponders the steps and the hearts of men. He tries them. He said, you'll be tried all with fire yes but don't be discouraged god god will be with you in the fire hallelujah as you keep the will of god as you do the will of god as you seek more to know the will of god and do them it is my prayer that god will give you grace to keep his commandment and deliver you from every situation like he promised lo i'm with you always even unto the end of the world god bless you